on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, solid win for the Brewers, a necessary win for the Brewers as they hope to keep pace, even gain some ground here in the National League Central and in the NL wildcard race. 6-4 the final in Colorado. Victor Caratini's three-run homer in the sixth. A critical blow on offense. Solid start by Adrian Hauser. Didn't start that way, however. We'll detail his day and how he was called upon somewhat last minute to take the ball in place of Freddie Peralta. Welcome in. It is a Labor Day edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Uh, we'll go to about 8 o'clock tonight and take your calls at 855-616-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Craig Kashan of Bally Sports Wisconsin will join us coming up in the 7 o'clock hour as we detail a critical win. You know, you're, you're going into this final month of the season thinking to yourself the bare minimum for the Brewers is to split a series. Right, So you go into that four-game series against Arizona, you drop three of four instead of taking two of four, and you're thinking the outcome moving forward is a little bleak. And while it may still be that way for some, all of a sudden you look at the standings and you realize the Brewers are only two games out of the wild-card spot because the Phillies have absolutely taken it on the chin. Uh, They are idle today. They'll get back at it tomorrow. Philadelphia has lost six of seven. It's no longer chasing the Padres here for the Brewers. The Padres have eclipsed the Philadelphia Phillies in the standing. So you know, there's the new team you want to go after as uh, the Cardinals, even with today's win, remain seven and a half games ahead of the Brewers in the NL Central. St. Louis losing today to the Nationals by a score of six to nothing. 855-616-1620. If you'd like to join us here on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, I, I want to spend some time with Adrian Hauser. You know, it, it's been kind of an up-and-down year for Hauser. He's sort of working his way back still. Pitch count isn't exactly where I think you'd, you'd hope it would be. Uh, working his way off injury. Hasn't had a win in about a month. And he comes out today and throws 31 pitches in the first inning. I mean, it's brutal. Uh, you just Nothing was really hit terribly hard except for the two-run single by Charlie Blackman. There was a, a little dribbler back to the pitcher. Guy reaches base. A couple of walks in that first inning. He had an error by Colton Wong. So... You know, it's not like balls were being, you know, drilled off the wall out there at Coors Field. Uh, it just kind of some dumb luck and then lack of command with the walks. But at the end of the day, you're still looking at a 31-pitch first inning for Adrian Hauser. Now, keep in mind, he took the ball in place of Freddie Peralta. This is normally Freddie Peralta's turn in the rotation. Brewers are going to give him a little extra time to rest uh, and get healthy. So he's back and ready to go in 100%. So Hauser had to take the ball in... I don't know if you want to call it a bullpen day for the Brewers. I, I think on paper you'd think you know, four or five maybe from Hauser, and then he'd turn it over to the pen. That was certainly the plan, try and get Hauser as far along as possible. But after 31 pitches in the first inning, if you would have told me that Adrian Hauser would finish the day with 70 pitches and five innings after the first inning, I, I would not have thought that would have been possible. But credit where credit is due. After allowing the first five runners or plate appearance uh, batters to reach base, Adrian Hauser settled in. He retired the final 15 of the day before sending it off to the bullpen where Brad Boxberger and Matt Bush did their job. Kind of a rocky outing from Taylor Rogers. He's been pretty steady uh, of late, but kind of a rocky outing today. Devin Williams with his first career multi-inning save. So I credit to Adrian Hauser. This was a huge moment. 
and you cannot underscore what games in September mean when you're chasing, right? It doesn't matter who's on the mound, who you're playing, what the situation is. You've got to find a way to scratch out as many wins as possible. And the Brewers, after stumbling in Arizona against the Diamondbacks, are still well within striking distance here because of the Phillies, like I mentioned, and they come away with a come-from-behind victory today in Colorado. Doesn't matter how you get it done, as long as you do get it done, Brewers were able to find a way today. We will detail today's game coming up with highlights in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, We'll also get to your phone calls and hear from Brewers manager Craig Council, who is uh, just finishing up, wrapping his uh, time up with the media uh, right now at Coors Field. So standings today, the Padres are 74-61, and 61, losing right now to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Philadelphia 73-61, and 61, Milwaukee 71-63. and 63. So that two-game deficit remains here for the Brewers as uh, the Philadelphia Phillies have just been a mess. Um, the Padres have been solid. They won four in a row, and then they lost back-to-back games to the Dodgers. So as the Brewers were scuffling against Arizona, San Diego struggled in the back end of that series against Los Angeles. They'll play L.A.'s six more times before the end of the season. Uh, but Philadelphia, yeah, here they come, back to earth, after a, a pretty good three-quarters of, of the season so far in the National League. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. We'll step aside here for a news break. Wyatt barmwell Pooley will have top-of-the-hour headlines, and then we'll join Craig Kishon of Valley Sports Wisconsin and hear from you as well. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Brewers with a 6-4 win over the Rockies in Colorado. More Brewers extra innings after this on WTMJ. The 0-1 pitch. Ground ball to short. Adamas to second for one. Long throw to first. It's time! And the Brewers win! That's how the game ended. Devin Williams with his first career multi-inning save. Craig Council saying it was the right time given the situation. Taylor Rogers got into a, a bit of a jam in the eighth inning that Williams was able to get out of, recording the final out of that inning via the strikeout. And then after uh, allowing the leadoff batter to reach base in the ninth, Williams settled in and uh, achieved a double play to close out the game. Six for the final. Brewers earn a much-needed win over the Colorado Rockies. Philadelphia Phillies are idle tonight. And uh, keep in mind, the Phillies have lost six of their last seven games, so the Brewers do pick up ground here. Half game now uh, they pick up in the standings today, so two games back of the Phillies in the wild card race. 855-616-1620 if you would like to join us here on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Got a note from Doug on the text line saying, Greg, I can't put my finger on it, but this team is looking better, maybe because they're scoring more runs when they win. It's looking like a horse race, and they are the horse with the late kick, but they could use like a five-game winning streak. Yes, I, I agree with all sentiments there, Doug, no question. They absolutely need a five-game winning streak or something along the line. I, I don't believe they can afford to drop three out of four against teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks and expect to be standing here when the regular season reaches its conclusion. You've got to find a way to keep winning series off to a good start today. As we welcome in for Belly Sports Wisconsin, Craig Kishon. Craig, I want to ask you about the first part of that note. Uh, Doug saying he can't put his finger on it, but this team is looking better. You know, I... It, it, it's hard for me to say definitively, but we've seen some surges in the run support. Uh, we saw the Brewers' offense bail out Corbin Burns after a, a shaky performance, but we also saw the offense go dormant in three of those four games against Arizona. So I'm still kind of kind of in between, you know, on where things stand with this Brewers team, but I, it, I think it's kind of why their record is what their record is. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I, I can't comfortably, you know, sit here and say that I'm, I'm feeling good about how they're playing right now. I mean, I feel good that they won today's game. And I think my, my attitude, you know, down the stretch for this team right now is if they, if they just keep doing what they're doing here, uh, that we saw today, I mean, uh, comeback wins when, when you're struggling offensively are not easy. And being down three nothing in the first inning on the road uh, is a not not an easy comeback. So uh, they were able to pull that off, and they got look. They used they used a lot of pitchers today. I mean, they used four out of the bullpen plus their starter. And in a place like Colorado, somebody's probably going to run into trouble. And today it was Rogers, uh, but Williams. You know, again, Williams takes another big step. I think in his career and we're seeing it unfold right here. He gets his first multi-inning save. It's a little different for him to go in and, and sit and pitch in a big moment, get the final out of the eighth inning and then come back out and induce the double play to, to end it the way that happened in the ninth inning. So um, hopefully these are good signs. That's for sure. Well, it, it feels like high wire act is a phrase we're using uh, all too often here, Craig, but I, I will say this about Doug's comment and to his point, you know, I think there were points in the season where it felt like a two-run deficit in the fifth inning was that was it. I mean, the Brewers were not going to be able to find a way to win that game. They would go down quietly, down three nothing in the first inning. Colorado's a crazy place to play. We know that anything can happen. Uh, the Brewers had time to get themselves back into it, but we've also seen uh, some late-inning heroics here uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, and I'll even say it from the pitching perspective. Today we saw some late-inning heroics. So I, there are those those bits of optimism that lead you to believe this team can get it done. And, and the Phillies have really opened this door. This is the first day the Brewers gained ground in the Central in 23 days, for goodness sake. But they have found a way to sort of stay in the mix here because the Phillies have come back to earth. Yeah, isn't that funny how that turns out? And I, I, and I honestly, Greg, got to expect that the Cardinals are going to come back down to earth, you know, at some point. <laughs> you know, this deficit, the way it is right now, eight games, eight and a half, whatever it is, uh, is I don't say it's insurmountable, but it's it's a pretty big hole for the Brewers to climb out of here at this point and hope that, you know, you'd have a St. Louis collapse. But keep your eye on the wild card. Uh, you know, when there's, when there's several teams that are within a couple of games of each other, um, it only takes one of those teams to, if you can just get hot somehow, um, and, and this team, I think, has the potential to do that um, as they go along. I mean, this is the time of year where guys either figure out who they are and what they need to do, or, you know, they, they basically sit back and watch and get passed over in the lineup. And, you know, there are big opportunities. This is, this is what these guys play for. This is what they showed up in February for at spring training is playing these meaningful September games. So, to get a win like this is, is obviously big and, um, you know, get within two and, and hope for the best tomorrow and get within one after that if you can get another win. Christian Yelich back in the lineup today after missing three games with a neck issue. Adrian Hauser with the start. I want to go through his start with you, Craig, coming up on the other side. Uh, sort of looked like a bullpen day when Hauser took the mound in place of Freddie Peralta. It did play out that way, but Hauser got a little more length than you thought, especially after that first inning. We will detail that all with Craig Sean of Valley Sports Wisconsin coming up next. Also want to hear from you at 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Critical win for the Brewers today, 6-4 the final from Coors Field in Colorado. We're back after this on Brewers Extra Innings. 
And the 2-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep right field. Blackman's back at the track, at the wall. It is gone for Victor Caratini. Brewers lead it 6-3. The hit of the game, courtesy of Victor Caratini, part of a four-run sixth inning that lifts the Brewers to a 6-4 win over the Rockies in game one of a three-game series from Coors Field. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Greg Matzik in for Dom Catronio today. Craig Cashon is in for Craig Cashon. He of Bally Sports Wisconsin. Uh, was curious what we were going to get out of Hauser today, Craig. It's uh, been a bit of an up-and-down season for him. And I-, I said this in the first segment of the show. I- if you had told me after the first inning that he would get you through five and throw 70 pitches, man, I'm, I'm taking the odds against that bet. It ain't happening. And he finds a way to get it done, retiring 15 in a row. What did you see that was working for him that maybe wasn't working in the first? Well, I mean, I, I think with him, he just couldn't get his sinker to to be effective. And, and for whatever reason, after those first five batters uh, all got on base, uh, then he got a strikeout that sacrificed fly that scored a run and then the ground out. You know, the ground out turned out to be the key after that because he only had one other strikeout after that. You know, put the ball in play. He got – basically, Greg, he got ahead on first pitch strikes um, – uh, more often than not, after those first five batters reached, and that's that's the big thing. Um, go with what you got, and and for him, it's got to be you know pitch to contact. We, we know that with him, and uh, he settled in and got things to work. And I think to to do that in a first inning that looked like you know when the first five or six guys reach, you know it could be a six run inning, and it turned out to be a, th- a three run inning. He didn't get real clean defense behind him either in that first inning. Um, so he had to pitch through that as well. So um, it's his sinker. And you, look, he had 31 pitches in the first inning, 39 the rest of the way. Uh, that's phenomenal. I, I was almost shocked he didn't come out for the sixth inning after only throwing 70 pitches the way things was going. I mean, he retired 15 in a row to close out. Um, but those aren't the decisions you and I get paid to make, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, to your point, though, it's just when he is on, his sinker will force guys to just beat it into the ground, and that's exactly what uh, happened today. You know, even back in that first inning, it was more a loss of command and Colton Wong's there. Okay, there was one hard-hit ball, one truly hard-hit ball against Adrian Hauser today. Uh, and that was the Blackman single that came in the first inning, but it was sort of self-induced damage there for the Brewers. Uh, it's not like the Rockies were beating the ball all over the park. So, uh, But you also have to keep it there, right? You can't let a, a 3 nothing score turn into you know 5 nothing in the third inning and maybe 6 nothing in the fourth inning. So I, I, I was very encouraged. I don't know where Adrian Hauser would fit in, in a postseason roster. I have no idea if he'd be on that postseason roster. But that was a critical take-the-ball-and-go performance for him today. Uh, and I did get off to a great start. All credit to Adrian Hauser. He was, he was huge. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a big step for him. And I know it, it is interesting, you know, how a guy like this fits into a, you know, to a rotation or, or somebody out of the bullpen um, in a tight game. Um, but look, if he, if he's coming in, stay out of the bullpen in, in the playoffs, I mean, he's got to be ready. Um, and, and he can't work through mistakes. So he had to, he had to do that in that first inning, you know, through the first five batters. And, 
you know, postseason wise, obviously you just don't have room for error like that. So um, big step for him, though. I mean, they they needed this win and they needed to get, you know, um, a, a really solid start out of this guy. And, and I thought he pitched fantastic after those first five batters. So, um, you know, kudos to him. I think you bring up a good point, Greg. It's like you can't surrender any more runs now, especially on the road in that ballpark. Um, but and they were able to come back and you know score the six after that. The Caratini home run was huge. Um, this guy's become a big moment uh, type of offensive player. They're not getting a lot of production out of their catchers offensively. We know that this year, but he's he's become a big moment uh, batter for the Brewers. That's for sure. Yeah, Victor Caratini's key three-run home run in the sixth. You know, really the difference-making blow in this game. At your point, Craig, he's hitting two oh seven on the season. He has nine home runs. It feels like seven of the nine have come in the seventh inning or later um, yeah. at a critical juncture in the game. But I would also say this about Victor Caratini. Keep in mind, he was picked up right as the season was beginning. He, he was not in the Brewers' plans. He was not a part of the spring training roster or anything, right? I mean, this was all about a situation that developed with another catcher they had kept who ran into some trouble with Major League Baseball and was suspended, and David Stearns was able to swing a deal right before the season started. And, and then Omar Narvaez gets injured. So now you're talking about a guy who's who's played half a season so far. He's played in 80 games. I don't know if you would expect it of Victor Caratini to see that many opportunities behind the plate, given when they acquired him and what they acquired him to do. So he's been a bit of a grinder for this team, too, and, and never complained about taking the ball and putting on the catcher's gear at a time where he, <laughs> he probably wasn't feeling terribly refreshed to do so. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I... I I, I liked the trade when they when they were able to pull it off. I was almost stunned they were able to do that the night before the opener, uh, given the circumstance they were in. But the fact that he showed up, Greg, on opening day, it's a day game, shows up in the morning, he arrives in the clubhouse and didn't meet half of his pitching staff um, until some of them, during the game in which he came in as a as a uh, pinch hitter and late replacement, I mean that was a that's a telltelling sign right there that you can count on this guy. And um, you know, so far this year from behind the plate, I mean, right now they got to worry about you know doing their job behind the plate, not so much at the plate, but coming up with some big hits like he has, big home runs. Um, it's been huge for this team. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you'd like to join us, thoughts on the Brewers come from behind victory. They come from behind and then they hang on. We'll go through what the bullpen did today, picking up Adrian Hauser after his five innings of work. And welcome back, Christian Yelich. We continue after this on WTMJ. Now the pitch. Hoped in the left field. A long run for Bouchard over towards the line. Bouchard is not going to get it. It lands fair. Only a foot or so inside the chalk. Bouchard has to play it on a hop and McCutcheon scores. Well, it seemed like Jace Peterson was in the middle of everything, and it just reminds you how much the Brewers missed him while he was gone with injury. Jace Peterson, in the middle of it all, had a double, RBI double today, in the Brewers' 6-4 win over the Colorado Rockies. We'll hear from Craig Council coming up in our next segment. We also have highlights to get to. Stick around for those as we take Brewers' extra innings until 8 o'clock tonight. And we welcome back in Craig Kishon of Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Uh, I'll echo the point here. Jace Peterson, it, it 
it seems like he's always in the middle of something, Craig. And when the Brewers are in a run scoring opportunity, of all the guys you're going to hand pick out of that lineup, I, I wonder how many you go through before you pick Jace Peterson, because you know he's going to give you a good at bat. You know he's going to put the ball in play. He's a tough out for the left-handed side. I loved seeing Jace Peterson up in a, a critical situation with a couple of outs and a couple of guys on. There's something about him that uh, he is about as professional uh, as a player that maybe maybe one of the best, obviously, that they have on this team right now. And you don't think of him that way sometimes because he's technically a utility player. But I'll tell you right now, he's he's might be eating up some game time here over uh, Luis Arias as, as we keep going. This guy's hot over the last month. You know, he's batting in the 300 range after after what he was doing today. He's knocking in some runs, key hits. He's making some big plays at third. And he's also not playing at 100%. I know, I know he's got the, uh, the left elbow issue, but, I mean, to not be able to play at 100% you know, with with your two arms playing infield, playing outfield, having to hit, hit and swing and run and slide and do everything that needs to be done. Uh, it says a lot about him and the fact that he's doing it with a high level of success. He's almost playing as good now as he ever has in a brewery uniform. So um, this guy's this guy's big time stuff. He has flown under the radar, but he is uh, a huge, huge key to this uh, this brewer team. But it doesn't seem like every good, solid playoff team has a guy like that, too, Craig. And I even think back to previous versions of the Milwaukee Brewers when they had Aaron Perez. Not that he was lights out for his entire duration in Milwaukee, but he certainly had his moments, uh, one year being a little better than the others. I even think about a midseason acquisition or trade line, uh, deadline acquisition in Jerry Harrison Jr., if you want to go back a little further. You've got to have a Swiss Army knife. And, and the Brewers have got one. And I, I, you feel comfortable with him in pretty much any situation, uh, be it in the field or at the plate. That is a luxury for a guy like Craig Council to have. Yeah, it is. And, you know, he's kind of a, a, a Craig Council-like as well. I mean, you know, Council's kind of played all over that infield uh, when, when during his heyday. And Jace Peterson can obviously play outfield too. But uh, you're right, Swiss Army knife, um, you know, uh, a guy that just knows how to get it done uh, and a guy you can count on, especially this time of year. You, you know that he's playing in a different gear here, here right now for this team, and uh, um, it's huge. And, yes, you do have to have somebody like that on your team, and that guy's got to be playing well for you, whether he's hurt or not, and, and he's doing that for this team right now. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you'd like to join us here on the program, Brewers extra innings on WTMJ. Milwaukee with a six four win over the Rockies. No game for Philadelphia tonight. The Phillies are idle. They've lost six of seven. So the Brewers pick up a half game on the idle Phillies. Are now just two games back of the Phillies for the final wild card spot. Despite losing three of four against the Arizona Diamondbacks leading up to today's game in Colorado, Padres have won four in a row. Then they lost back to back to the Dodgers. Currently trailing the Arizona. Diamondbacks. Give you an update on that before the end of the program. Uh, the bullpen was uh, in command here today, Craig. I had started jotting notes on Taylor Rogers that it appeared he had really settled in and uh, earned runs on Rogers Ledger. But we got to go back a ways to find the last one. And, and then he sort of scuffled. And I don't know if his stuff just doesn't play that well at Coors Field, if, if there's anything to do with that. Um, I think by and large, though, as I look at Taylor Rogers and what he's done for this team, 
I think after kind of a, a shaky start, he has settled in and doing exactly what Craig Council wants. You know, today kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. But finding roles for players in the back end of the bullpen, it, it, it's proven to be a bit of a task for Craig Council as he's trying to find uh, a level of consistency. I, do you think he does have design roles in mind, or is it more matchup-based, where he might use Matt Bush in the sixth inning one day and Taylor Rogers in the eighth, and then maybe flip-flop it the next day based upon what a team has in their lineup? Well, in all honesty, I think his preference would be to slot guys into innings. And and I think clearly we saw him doing that today, uh, but Rogers could not get through uh, that eighth inning. He could not get that final out. And sometimes home runs like that will, will throw somebody off. You know, he had a hit batter and walk, and all of a sudden now, now what do you do? Uh, Got to take him out, and then you put a lot of pressure on Williams. I mean, he picked up his first multi-inning save of his career. Um, but I but I think, you know, when you lift Hauser after five innings and you're going four now, and you know you have a doubleheader coming up on Thursday – I think his preference tonight was, you guys got to get me through your innings, and and we can't be changing and, and using maybe any more than the four I've got lined up if the score stays within safe situation. Um, I don't I don't know I I just don't see this going to many opportunities where there's going to be matchup unless unless you just have arms you have to rest, and we're going to see how this plays out tomorrow night. Um, you know, with high pitch counts with Boxberger, high pitch count today with uh, Rogers as well. Williams was, uh, you know, in a dire threat of having his pitch count grow well above 20, and he got that double play to end the game. So um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a little of both. But I think his preference would definitely be to give a full inning to these guys. But we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it is interesting. You look at the group that followed Adrian Hauser today, Boxberger, Bush, Rogers, Williams, in order. I, I wouldn't be surprised in a given situation to see Bush, Boxberger, Rogers, Williams, uh, or maybe Boxberger, Rogers, Bush, Williams. <laughs> you, you've got some options here with how to mix and match these guys. I, I do agree with you, Craig. I think you'd love to have your 7th, 8th, and ninth all kind of locked up and set to go. Uh, today, trying to protect a two-run lead, or three-run lead, I should say, at the time of Hauser's exit. Brewers ultimately able to get that done. Good stuff, my friend. Let's talk about a win again tomorrow, shall we? We'll do. We'll do it. Good stuff, Greg. Thanks. You bet. Craig Kishon of Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Coming up on the other side, we'll hear from Brewers manager Craig Council. We also have highlights from tonight's game to get to as Brewers Extra Innings rolls on after this on WTMJ. Poked in the left field. A long run for Bouchard over towards the line. Bouchard's not going to get it. It lands fair. Only a foot or so inside the chalk. Bouchard has to play it on a hop and McCutcheon scores. Nine hits for the Brewers today. The offense had its moments in a 6-4 win over the Colorado Rockies. Good to see Christian Yelich back. One for five, two strikeouts on the day. But most importantly, Yelich is back atop the lineup here for the Brewers after missing three games with that neck issue. Rowdy Telez with a couple of hits, uh, both from a leadoff spot, hitting, let's see here, fourth in the lineup. But uh, he had a couple times where he led off the inning. and uh, I'm sorry, hitting third in the lineup where he led off the inning and was able to get on base and ultimately come around to score. Hunter 
Renfro takes the collar, as does Willie Adamas. Colton Wong with the single was also a hit a couple of times, so he's on base three times today. Andrew McCutcheon with a couple of singles, a couple of hard-hit balls from McCutcheon today as well. Jace Peterson with a couple of RBI, one for three from the plate. Victor Caratini, two for three from the plate with uh, that three-run home run proving to be the biggest blow of the day in the Brewers' 6-4 win. You know, all the struggles that we thought Adrian Hauser was having in the first inning, and he did have them, I guess. I don't want to, you know, gloss over it. He struggled. 31 pitches in an inning is not a great inning. 31 pitches and allowing three runs in that inning, not a great inning. He was able to ultimately get out of it, but I, I don't think you would have seen retiring 15 in a row on the heels of that first inning, not that the ball was you know beat all over the ballpark, but the the lack of command and walks and things like that, it just it never it, it was like two separate outings for Adrian Hauser. What he did in the first inning, and then what he did in the second, third, fourth, and fifth, retiring the Rockies in order. I, just incredibly impressive resiliency from. Adrian Hauser today in earning the win. A well-deserved win for Adrian Hauser. Just five hits. Five hits for the Rockies on the afternoon playing their game inside Coors Field. Brewers manager Craig Council just wrapping up, addressing the media from Coors Field following the 6-4 win, and he begins his post-game press conference, commenting on the day for Adrian Hauser. I mean, obviously the first five hitters, it, it didn't look good and didn't go well. Um, but... Um, you know, after that, he just he got really dialed in and just you know filled up the strike zone with you know, filled up the strike zone and ball was on the ground and just attacked hitters and I mean I think he got 15 outs and 45-ish pitches maybe something like that so or 50 pitches so it was really important and obviously didn't look getting five innings there after the first uh, you know four or five hitters didn't look likely and. He just came out and figured something out and um, got it going. That just that looked like the, the Adrian of old, right? Last year, just constant ground balls and yeah. heavy sinker. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, then it's so important for him just, you know, the, the filling up the strike zone, I think, and um, put the ball in play, put it on the ground. It's hard to do damage on the ground. Um, we played good defense. Um, you know, tough, tough play in the first, but after that, Willie had a really nice game on defense, I thought. A lot of tough breaks in the first. Was were you seeing anything that he was doing that was troublesome in the first? Quarter? Well, yeah. I mean, I th- he was just struggling a little bit with the strike zone. It was deep counts. It was walks. Um, so he just just was a little off. Um, that was it, really. With uh, Brady Devin in there in the eighth, is that just a sign of kind of where you're at? That you know, you're trying to get as many wins as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. You know, that, that's not going to be every time, but certainly today was the way the game went and where we were at and where we are at. I think we, we had we had to try it today, and um, he did a nice job. I mean, he, has, he hasn't done that in a while, um, but he got a huge out. I mean, it was, it's, it was the spot for it. You know, if we could pick us, today was the, it was the spot for it. It was a huge out in the eighth, and then did a nice job after some tough at-bats to start the inning and get the double play ball. Yeah, he battled a little bit, um, but but threw a lot of really good changeups. Good kind of bouncing off Sophia there. The, the fastball velocity was down quite a bit um, today with Devin. Is that something that you had seen in prior outings, or is it just kind of like a blip on the radar? Yeah, I mean it was probably just a little bit, but I don't 
just to blip. I mean, I don't know if it was, you know, might have been part of kind of going the, the, the extra outs and the altitude a little bit and things like that. So um, we'll keep an eye on it. They've had a really nice day offensively, too, at the bottom of the order with Jace as well. I mean, yeah. How much can you? Yeah, well, the, I mean, the big three-run homers, we talk about them all the time. They're, they're, they, they change games, and uh, Vicks, Vicks, Vicks homer changed the game today, absolutely. Um, but to, to be down 3 nothing right away and then just pitch really well um, and, and score a bunch of unanswered runs, um, good team win again. Yeah, Sophia touched on it. You might have heard it in her question. The bottom of the Brewers lineup, specifically Colton Wong, Andrew McCutcheon, Jace Peterson, and Victor Caratini. So that's five, six, seven, and eight. We'll leave Garrett Mitchell out. He took the collar today, zero for four. Uh, but six hits out of that group from five to eight in the lineup. Uh, one from Colton Wong. I mentioned he reached base twice after being hit by a pitch, so he was on base uh, a load today. Andrew McCutcheon, a couple of hard hit balls today as well. Uh, Jace Peterson in the mix of it all and Victor Caratini with that three-run home run. So nice production from the bottom half of the Brewers lineup today. Aside of Garrett Mitchell taking the collar, you you got the production you needed from a section of the lineup that's been a a little mix and match throughout the course of this season. Very important win today for the Brewers. 36 and 37 are the Brewers away from American Family Field, 71 and 63 on the season. Two games back of the Phillies. So the Phillies are idle today. They're going to begin a six-game homestand against the Marlins tomorrow. So it's three at home against the Marlins. And uh, following the Marlins, it's the Washington Nationals that come into town for three in a row. And then it's off to face the Marlins in Miami. And the road trip wraps up against the Atlanta Braves. A lot of Atlanta Braves on the Phillies schedule here before the season is over. Also, we uh, run in with the Cubs before the end of the year. So, you know, the Phillies have taken a step back. The Padres are losing right now to Arizona. They're trying to do the Brewers a solid here after taking three of four in Phoenix. Right now leading San Diego 2-0. It is in the fourth inning. So now you're looking to gain ground on everybody. With a win today, the Cardinals also lost. I, I don't think you're going to catch the Cardinals. Seven and a half games to make up. Even after today's win, I think that's a bit much here for the Brewers, but at least get yourself back to playing the kind of baseball becoming of a playoff team. Uh, and, and that's incumbent on everybody to do their part. We've seen Corbin Burns take a little slide back here the last couple of starts. Well, I think anytime you see Burns, Woodruff, Peralta taking the mound in a starting situation, you feel great. But lately with Burns, it's been a bit of a high wire act. In fact, the offense had to bail him out to get that one win in Arizona. Otherwise, you're looking at a, a sweep from the Diamondbacks. Woodruff has been pretty solid. Peralta getting a little more time to rest. I, it just underscores even more, I think, the performance by Adrian Hauser today. Even Jason Alexander against Arizona, where he just happened to be outdueled as the Brewers' offense was silent in three of those four games played. Uh, but hard to blame the starting pitching from what you saw in Arizona. Got to piece it together here, and you've got another couple of games in Colorado to do that before returning home to face the Giants in a doubleheader. Keep in mind, a doubleheader will be played on Thursday of this week at home against San Francisco. We'll take you through the highlights of tonight's game coming up on the other side. Brewers Extra Innings continues after this on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. 
Game one of a three-game series between the Brewers and Rockies from Coors Field in Denver. Adrian Hauser on the mound for the Brewers. Ryan Feltner for the Rockies. It was the Rockies who struck first in the first. In the blink of an eye, Colorado loaded the bases despite not hitting a ball out of the infield. An infield single, a walk, and an error set the stage for Charlie Blackman. One. And Blackman, a base hit in the left center field. One run is in. A second run. Rogers around third. He's going to score. It's a two-run single for Charlie Blackman. And the Rockies have runners on the corners. Lane Grindle with the call. The Rockies would add a third run via sacrifice fly. So just like that, after a quiet first inning for the Brewers, they trailed 3 to nothing. Hauser needed 31 pitches to get through the first, but he would settle down after that. Hauser sent the Rockies down in order in the second, and in the third, and in the fourth. And in the middle of it all, the Brewers dented the scoreboard. After a leadoff double in the fourth by Rowdy Telez, Hunter Renfro grounded out. Colton Wong struck out, so two on and one out with Andrew McCutcheon at the plate. The 2-0. Line drive, back up the middle, straight through into center for a base hit. On it quickly is Hampson, but they'll wave Telez around third anyway. Throw to the plate, bounces in. Foot first slide, not in time. Rowdy scores. A sharp single to center by Andrew McCutcheon set the stage for Jace Peterson. Now the pitch. Poked in the left field. A long run for Bouchard over towards the line. Bouchard not going to get it. It lands fair. Only a foot or so inside the chalk. Bouchard has to play it on a hop, and McCutcheon scores. There's Josh Maurer with the call. It would go down as a double for Jace Peterson, plating Andrew McCutcheon. So the Brewers put two on the board, but still trailed 3-2, entering the fifth. Another 1-2-3 inning for Adrian Hauser. 15 batters in a row. Hauser would retire the second, third, fourth, and fifth, all in order after that 31-pitch first inning. Brewers would also go quietly in the fifth. It was in the sixth inning when the Brewers seized control. A leadoff single from Telez to start the inning. Colton Wong was then hit by a pitch after Hunter Renfro struck out. Andrew McCutcheon then ripped the ball to third. This is a key play in the game. Colton Wong was hit by a pitch after that Renfro strikeout, right? So McCutcheon's up at the plate. He rips the ball to third base. Ryan McMahon fires the ball to second. But Wong was able to beat the throw, where McMahon fielded the ball. It didn't look like he was going to be able to get Telez at third base. Telez, of course, going on the crack of the bat because, well, they had runners on first and second. There was a force out at third. I'm a little surprised McMahon didn't try and make the throw all the way across the bag to first base to get McCutcheon. Instead, he went to second. Wong didn't even slide. He came off the bag. But a tag was not applied, so ends up that Wong was safe. So everybody's safe all around. All of a sudden, the bases are loaded for Jace Peterson. Pitch. High fly ball, left field. Drifting back a couple of steps is Bouchard. He will make the catch. Tagging is Rowdy Telez. Chugging down the line. He's going to score, and this game is tied at three. Yeah, I mentioned that situation is so nice to have a guy like Jace Peterson. He goes opposite field with a sacrifice fly that scores a run, so a productive out for Jace Peterson. Next up, more production from Victor Caratini. And the 2-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep right field. Blackman's back at the track, at the wall. It is gone for Victor Caratini. Brewers lead it 6-3. The hit of the game for the Milwaukee Brewers. I know it takes a variety of 
hits and singles and walks and hit by pitch and all that stuff, and that's great. Brewers needed all that today, but a three-run home run changed the tenor of this game in one swing of the bat. Stage 6-3 until the eighth inning when C.J. Crone tacked one on for the Rockies with one out off Taylor Rogers. The pitch. And a high fly ball deep left. Yelich goes back to the track at the wall, and it is gone. Crone has hit his 26th of the season. Rodgers got himself into trouble. You had that early out, and then the C.J. Crone home run, and you think, okay, well, just you know, get back on the horse here. A solo home run is not a killer. Well, next thing you know, the bases are loaded. And Rodgers was able to get a second out in the midst of all that. But he ended up leaving the game in favor of Devin Williams, who was called upon for a multi-inning save. The 2-2 pitch. Ground ball, left side. Adamas has it. Throws to first. In time! And Williams gets the ground ball and gets out of the inning. And the Rockies will leave him loaded here in the eighth. Yeah, that was quite a jam. You know, no lead is safe, or at least no lead feels safe inside Coors Field. And even leading 6-2, or 6-4, I should say, 6-3, 6-4 in the ninth inning, you're thinking to yourself, oh boy, I just get a runner on base and anything can happen. Well, Williams got out of that jam in the eighth. He did come back to work the ninth, looking for his first multi-inning save, and the leadoff runner did reach base. But then Williams really settled in to the inning, recording the final outs via the double play. The 0-1 pitch. Ground ball to short. Adamas to second for one. Long throw to first in time! And the Brewers win! That's how the game would end. Six runs, nine hits, one air for the Brewers. Four runs, five hits, no airs for the Rockies. Hauser picks up the win. He improves to five and nine. Ryan Feltner takes the loss. Game was played in about three hours and 15 minutes. And uh, by my view of it, there might have been as many Brewers fans in the stadium as there were Rockies fans. Game two of the series will take place tomorrow, and Brandon Woodruff will be back on the mound for the Brewers, who look to make it two in a row and win the series over the Rockies. You're kind of feeling like win the series is going to be a phrase that you refer back to from now on out for the Brewers as they play the rest of this way, trailing the Philadelphia Phillies by two games in the wild card race, and they're not going to catch the Cardinals, but... To shave off two games? Boy, how much time do you really need to shave off two games? Well, you could technically do it in the final series of a season. But you do feel like for the Brewers to be a playoff team, I mean a bona fide playoff team, to have confidence going into the postseason, you've got to find a way to, at the very least, split a four-gamer and win a three-game series. And if that somehow leads to a... Maybe a five-game winning streak, that might be all the surge you need to get to that 85-86 win total, which I think could be enough to sneak in as a wild-card team, especially given what Philadelphia has done here lately, losing six out of their last seven games. So two more against the Colorado Rockies in a critical doubleheader at home on Thursday against the San Francisco Giants, and then the Reds visit American Family Field for a weekend series beginning Friday night. Still got the Cardinals on the schedule, the New York Yankees are on the schedule, the New York Mets are on the schedule, and, uh, oh, by the way, another opportunity against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Brewers will, I'm sure, have a little payback on their mind after what happened in Arizona last week. So tomorrow, Brandon Woodruff gets the mound for the Brewers in Game 2 of the uh, three-game series. You know, it's another one of those opportunities where you've got one of your horses on the mound, 
you're looking for the kind of start that is befitting of Brandon Woodruff's all-star capabilities. He's 9-4 and in the season with a three fifty four ERA. That was the last time out he wasn't sharp. You know, much like Corbin Burns, we have seen a, a bit of a hiccup here from, I, I, I call them the money guys, the guys that you rely on for consistent quality starts. Well, I think by and large for Brandon Woodruff coming off the injured list, yeah, it's been there. I think he's been pretty solid, but his last opportunity was cut short. He allowed five runs in five and two-thirds innings, eight hits, a lot of home run, did strike out four, but that's a relatively low number for Brandon Woodruff. We're used to seeing that around seven or eight in five and two-thirds innings pitch. So he did not have his typical command. That has to come back here. With Burns struggling as of late and Woodruff struggling as of late, You can get by with a little hiccup once in a while from those guys, but I think you start asking a lot if you require a guy like Adrian Hauser to, you know, give up a couple of runs over five innings, or a guy like Jason Alexander to give you five innings and maybe allow a couple of runs. They've done it on occasion, but that's not the recipe for long-term success for this Brewers team. They will need their aces. They they will need their all-stars to pitch like all-stars if they want to be a playoff team. So another opportunity exists for the Brewers tomorrow in Game 2 of that three-game series against the Colorado, uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, look at the scoreboard tonight. As I mentioned, the Philadelphia Phillies are idle. Uh, they'll be back on the home field tomorrow taking on the Marlins. Uh, it's in the eighth inning right now in San Diego. The Arizona Diamondbacks have a 2-0 lead over the Padres. It's the top of the eighth inning. Arizona does have a runner on second base, so looking to perhaps pad their uh, lead here. And uh, Arizona is has caught a bit of fire here. Um, they're not a playoff team. They've been out of this race for all too long. They're a sub-500 team. But they're also a team that has uh, had a pretty darn good month uh, of September. And really, the, the final week in August was also very sharp for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, yes, you lose to a sub-500 team. You drop three of four. You don't feel great about that. But you also look at it and say, man, I, where was the Arizona Diamondbacks in, in May and June? That's when he wanted to face the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now this team has has caught fire, taking three of four against the Brewers. They took two of three against the Phillies, which helped the Brewers, and they swept the White Sox. That's a pretty impressive week plus for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, so they look to keep that little streak alive uh, tonight, looking to close out the San Diego Padres again. 2 nothing in the top of the eighth inning in San Diego. Cardinals lost today. They were shut up by the Washington Nationals by a score of 6 to nothing. So I, it's still a 7.5-game deficit here for the Brewers in the NL Central. Not very confident the Brewers can make all that up. I, it's the first time in 23 days the Brewers have gained ground on the Cardinals. Now, that just kind of gives you a clue as to how well the Cardinals have played. And even when the Brewers have come up with a win, the Cardinals have won typically on that day as well. 6-4, the final tonight in Colorado. Brewers extra innings returns following tomorrow's game. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't. It's a, kind of a weird 205 start. So we'll have Brewers extra innings following the doubleheader on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your night on WTMJ.